0: So it's an interesting story. It's a long story. So I'll try to kind of hit, you know, uh, the the tops uh, here in the strategic yeah. you know, view of what happened. But I left two years of academics training to be a strategist and got assigned to an organization called the Defense Threat Reduction Agency in Washington, D.C. DITRA. DITRA. And, DITRA. Mm-hmm. and when I arrived there, I had just had my second child.
1: And what year is this? Sorry, This is
0: 2012. Got it. The end of 2012. <clears throat> um, so I started there about November of 2012. My son was born in September. And... I was pretty exhausted, right? I had two children. I just, and I remember going into my boss's office and he's like, okay, this is what we do with the Defense Threat Reduction Agency. You're going to be a strategic planner for combating weapons of mass destruction, which includes nuclear weapons, chemical weapons, biological weapons. I was a pilot. I knew (laughs) nothing, right? But I was a trained strategist, so I can think about problems, right, in a very innovative and thoughtful way. But this is not my area of expertise whatsoever. So he said you could you know, work on deliberate planning in the combatant command. So whether that was in Africa with AFRICOM mm-hmm. or Central Command or um, European Command, right? Southern Command, like I could pick a geographic region to focus on this planning effort. Or he was like, so you know, Syria's in this civil war, there's like this little idea that they have chemical weapons and what happens if they use them and I need someone to lead that team. Interesting. You could do that. I mean, nothing's really going to happen in Syria with chemical weapons. Mm. Or you could do this other planning, which you'll have to travel and da, da, da. So I was like, oh, I'll take the easier job. Because <laughs> to be honest, I was pretty exhausted at that point in my life. Shortly thereafter, I found myself in London briefing um, you know, our allies on the plans we were developing just in case Syria used their chemical weapons.
1: And it was a plan for the U.S. and, and, and allied forces to retaliate against Syria if they did use like a military strike per se
0: so we didn't know what was gonna happen or how the international community was gonna respond how Syria was gonna respond how the Russians were gonna respond right so we were literally planning every branch and sequel right Of possibilities. We have to go in there with special operations to get the stuff. They turn it over to us and we get to, we go in there with a large scale force and take it from them. Um, You know, there were a lot of different, just
1: like, was this around the time the UN was doing the uh, uh, inspections? Didn't we send people there to do these inspections? And
0: So, yes. Well, although uh. this is right before they let us in to do the inspections. Okay. Like There was always, we knew they had chemical weapons, but weren't 100% sure, or, nor did we know where they were.
1: So there you are, planning the all the what-ifs. All the what-ifs.
0: All Interesting. the what-ifs. And then in August of that of 2013, they actually used chemical weapons on their people which then created, you know, Obama set a red line, created this international kind of incident. What are we gonna do? They crossed the red line, used chemical weapons. How are we gonna handle this situation? Um, What ended up happening, you know, large, like big picture is they did turn over the chemical weapons to the international community. They allowed inspectors in there to inspect the facilities where they were being held, the kinds of um, containers they were in. And then they agreed to turn over fifteen hundred metric tons of the precursors for sarin gas, as well as mustard. So we had okay. Now, how do we get this stuff out of a country that's in the middle of a civil war? And then, where do we destroy it? Because the only way you can really destroy these types of precursors for chemical weapons is you have to like significantly dilute them, right? Hydrolysis
1: was which, one. Of, was sorry, to was yep. one of your plans? You know. That they were going to rele- uh, just voluntarily give up their weapons?
0: Um, it was. Potent- I mean, that was not any- anything we all thought was going to right. happen. But we did plan for whether, and I guess I would say whether we went in there and took it or they turned it over, right, then what we do with it uh-huh. was the same plan, Got right? It. it was just so how- once it. it's <laughs> out of the country now, what do right. you do with it? And there were different ways that we would get it out of the country, right? So we had different plans. But, it, I mean, to make this the extremely long story short, you know, they ended up, we negotiated through the Russians, right? They ended up turning it over to the international community. And then the question was, how do you destroy these weapons? And part of our planning was to come up with very innovative and creative ideas, one of which was to put the chemical weapons and these machines that the... Um, the edgewood chem Bio folks that really are the experts in destroying chemical weapons they've been doing our own stockpile from world war ii for many many years and they are very creative in and coming up with solutions they had built a portable device um, that could hydrolyze uh, these chemicals and this is in response to this emerging need we had with this crisis in syria so we were part of that planning process but we had these field deployable hydrolysis systems that we thought, what if we put them on a boat or and a hydrolysis
1: ship? Hydrolysis means just
0: di- diluting. Diluting, got mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And then you have, so say you have, and I'm just using round numbers here. These aren't exact numbers, but no. if you have one metric ton of a chemical precursor, you hydrolyze it with, say, a, you know 100 metric tons of water, mm-hmm. and then you create an effluent that's very diluted, and now you have to burn that to mm-hmm. actually destroy it. So there was a this a complicated process, right, to kind of figure out. And so I led this Syria planning team, which the core of it was a group of four women, myself included. And we were kind of the hub of this entire mission of the planning um, and then the idea of putting – you know these chemicals and these systems on a ship, and destroying them in the middle of the ocean was the plan we developed. That's crazy. Which was very much not—I um, I don't know what the right word is—but well, people disliked that, this idea because they—they'd never done it before, and because we knew, I, you know, I knew nothing about chemical weapons. I knew nothing really. I hadn't—I didn't have any bias in this world. So to me, it was just about thinking, like coming up with a thoughtful solution to a very challenging and difficult problem. And so this is kind of one of the options we created amongst a lot of others, but it ended up being the one the government went with at the end of the day. Because there was, it really was, we went through A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and it was a good thing we had this option at the end of the (laughs) alphabet. (laughs) Because... Literally every other option was
1: it's not viable it just didn't
0: differ different reasons yeah, yeah. whether it was, you know politics <coughs> whether it was international community whether it was you know our capabilities whether it was you know, the willingness of the Syrians and Russians You know to assist That's there nice. were yeah, so it was kind of and I found myself in the Hague for the better part of four months Directly planning with the Syrians and Russians, you know developing the plan putting it together going through the barriers and the challenges and um, working with the international community. Did
1: you say thankfully there was no need for a large-scale force there? and it was relatively peaceful?
0: Yes. It was a great – I thought it was a great example of, you know, international um, institutionalism, right? <laughs> like using the institution – like the OPCW is um, – Uh, the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons. Mm. So they, as as well as the UN, the United Nations, like combined a joint mission, which I was the U.S. representative to the joint mission.
1: Wow, that's so cool.
0: And yeah, so it was a a very um, internationally flavored. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of nations participated in the end um, and contributed to accomplishing this, the end goal, which was really to remove some very bad stuff from some very bad people at the time.
1: So uh, stories to tell the grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's
0: interesting that it's just wow. coming to light now. I mean, it's been yeah. something that, you know, when you're in the military, as you know, like you just do your mission and you do your job and, you know, you're very proud of the things that happen. And a lot of times, like you get a pat on the back or you get uh-huh. like a, you know, job well done yeah. and then you move on to the next mission. Right. Yeah. And right after that, I took command of a unit. I didn't really have time to, oh, wow. you know, reflect on the experience until well later. So I've just recently kind of started sharing the story because I think it's a great example, especially since there was a group of us women that were able to come up with something innovative um, in a space that we weren't really familiar or experts in um, that changed, you know, the trajectory of this particular episode wow. in oh, yeah. you know, history. So, and I want to create, you know, hopefully create this environment where more women will think, you know, that that's something, you know, and I was a young mother at the time, you know, I had two small children and, you know, an active duty spouse. And, you know, like I want other people to know that they can do this. I'm not superhuman. I'm not anything special. Like I just, you know, were was dedicated to the end goal of the mission. I could see the vision for the future. Mm. And um, I had that passion and purpose of like wanting to make the better world a better place. Did-